This is War Vessel Radio, standing firm upon the truth of Jesus Christ and speaking triumphantly from the Word of God, boldly living from a position in Christ and decreasing so that Jesus will increase, proclaiming to the world the gospel of Jesus Christ and a hope and a future found in Him. Hello, everyone. Welcome back this week, uh, diving into episode 26, part two of the Confess Him series. Uh, super excited to share with you all what the Lord has just been putting on my heart through this study and just excited to see what He has to say in this episode today. So, digging in a little, um, just kind of refreshment. Last week I was in uh, the Gospel of John. Uh, chapter 12, 40, verses 42 to 50, and it's talking about these rulers that believed in uh, Jesus, but they did not confess him for fear of the Pharisees because they loved men more than they were lovers of God. And so I was talking about this idea of having this confession that is without fear, that sees Jesus in the truth that Jesus taught, spoken, is... And staking a claim on that and saying, this is what I believe. And not only having that confession personally, but having that confession publicly and outwardly as the time that the Holy Spirit requires that, that we would not shy away from being bold about the true um, power of the gospel and what we've been given as it's the greatest thing on planet Earth. It is the good news. It's the great news, the excellent news, the awesome news, the life-changing news. And that this it needs to be spread. It's the most important thing to be spread. It's why the Bible talks about it being like seed and, uh, and planting and all these things. It is something to grow and increase and be working and preparing and plowing and reaping all these all these things um that is the truth we are desiring to share with the world and to have a testimony and a confession in a life that speaks to jesus this is all about jesus it's all for jesus it's all by jesus and it's all through jesus it's not of ourselves our confession is just in who jesus is what he's doing, what he has done, and what he is going to do, and that we ourselves are left out of the picture other than how God chooses to use us through his spirit and uh, how his will. And so that's what we're that's what we're talking about today, and we're continuing this discussion in uh, confession. And so. Over the last uh, couple days, as I've been thinking and just dwelling upon this, um, I've just been going through Scripture, and today I I decided to go through First and Second Timothy. Um, this was just kind of a uh, I don't know. It was just like I I haven't really spent much time dwelling in First and Second Timothy in a while. They're both really good books. Every time I read them. Um, I'm always stirred and uh, desire uh, the heart of Paul and Timothy to a fullness and uh, 
just the things that Paul is instructing Timothy in and declaring, expressing, and um, just his deep desire for Timothy to succeed in the the works of God, in the equipping of Jesus, and the ministry that he's been given. Um, I, I feel that fresh desire in myself as well for the things that the Lord um, has prepared for me too and the things he wants me to be preparing him. So I was in First and Second Timothy. I listened to uh, both of them back to back, and then I started over again. Listened to them both back to back, back to back again at work, um, and I was deeply stirred by both of them. But particularly Second Timothy had some more things that just poked out at me, and I felt that the Lord had put on my heart to be sharing and talking about. So the first. Um, passage that I have to share from is 2 Timothy 4, uh, 1 to 5. And so I'll read that and then I'll kind of share some of my thoughts and then I'll move on to the other passage and try to connect the two. Um, And then uh, if I still have time, I have an ending thing that I'd like to discuss as well, but we'll see. So 2 Timothy chapter 4, 1 to 5. I charge you, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing in his kingdom, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn away their ears from the truth, and be turned aside to fables. But you be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. Um, so Paul is in, instructing Timothy here in a couple things. At first he's warning them, uh, chapter 3, it right before the start of this passage, chapter 3 talks about uh, these perilous times, the last times, um, in the last days, the men and uh, the things that will be present and just totally corrupting the world fully. It says, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters. You guys have all heard this. Um, you know, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away. And so it goes on and on and on. And then it, Paul, after that first half of the chapter, Paul goes on to describe the man of God and the man of the word and talking about the things that build such a man. Uh, it says in, chap- in verse 13, Be, But evil men and postures will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But you must continue in these things which you have learned and have been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them. Uh and that from childhood you have known the scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. And then it goes on to say, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete and thoroughly equipped for every good work. So that's kind of the background. I wasn't planning on going all through all that, but just in sitting here I realized that it was probably important that I give a little backstory because I have a Bible in front of me and you guys may not. So... Yeah, that's the backstory. He has just given right before this charge in um, that he gives Timothy in chap- the beginning of chapter 4, he talks about the evil men versus the man of God and what the man of God is. But he, particularly what stood out to me is 
he makes a de- declaration of, I charge you, I, I give a command basically, or uh, I exhort you, challenge you um, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ. And he says, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing in his kingdom. So there's this expectation of Christ coming, his appearing in his kingdom, that there will be this judgment of the living and the dead. And so Paul's really giving Timothy this expectation of what to do in preparation for. It says in verse 2, and this is what stood out to me. Well, actually, this whole thing stood out to me, but this is what caught my attention. I was listening to it today. Preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, convince, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and teaching. So right off the bat, it says, preach the word with exclamation point, a strong emphasis. Preach the word, um, preaches, proclaim, confess, testify, share, um, did I say declare, declare, um, shout out, whatever, proclaim, proclaim the word, preach, testify, confess, and to, and for, so do this, do, preach these things, um, preach the truth, and then be ready to preach the truth in season and out of season, um, it's interesting to think of preaching the word, um, in a time, in a season and out of season, but I, I tend to think of seasons like fall, summer, winter, spring, and not in that order, but, you know, just being these longer times of, just these longer passages of time, and, but if you really think about it, throughout a day, you go through several different seasons just in your day, there, there could be a, a moment where you're at work and eating lunch, and there. An oppor- a season comes in where there's this opportunity for the gospel to be shared. And there's a choice whether to, you know, keep eating lunch or to... Sorry, whew, I got distracted. To keep eating lunch or to um, actually share the gospel, to be quiet or uh, perhaps awkwardly or insecurely begin testifying the truth that you believe in and allowing the Holy Spirit to who's prompted you to take over and wherever that goes and however that works out allowing the Lord into that space and so that would be the in season and out of season there's this in season time where we are supposed to be our hearts are to be confessing to be testifying to be preaching the word to the truth the declaring Christ and the glory of Christ and everything about Christ, it's all about Christ. These are the, that's what we are to be just freshly uh, spreading all over the place. And then there's this out of season where this is becoming a, a place of confession in my heart. Uh, a, I need to be, um, uh, it's just a, this is where I'm, I'm reading the word, I'm praying, I, I'm convincing, rebuking, and exhorting myself f- from the promptings of the Holy Spirit within me and the Spirit of Christ that is challenging me and is building me for the time when I'm ready to be in season again and the, confess- uh, the convincing, rebuking, and exhorting that Jesus has been doing in my personal walk is now come to fruit to the point where he wants me to declare what he has given me to the person or people that he desires at the time and place that he desires 
uh, and outside of my control normally. And so that is, that's really exciting to think about it. And then there's a second uh, attachment to this. It says in chapter three, uh, well, I'll just read the last three verses again and discuss that. It says, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up from themselves teachers. I thought this was interesting because it's so, it seems very similar to where we're at today. Where um, in the church and just all over the place, yeah, it seems that there is this straying from sound doctrine, that truth is becoming relative. Um, you know, we can feel comfortable and believe these good things and these principles, but um, in reality, they are flexible. And, um, you know, it's we're losing a taste of what the scripture actually tells us, the truth. And we go to the people that will share the truth that we actually want. It's not the truth of Jesus, but um, the truth that best fits our agenda and our um, morality. And I, we're so there in our culture. Um, if you need convincing of that, you can just go turn on the television and, and start counting all the ways that um, within 30 seconds, God's word is, and the things that God stands on are, is probably completely bashed around and how truth and um, just the creation of God in every way is being twisted and misaligned and abused to just a grievous level and one that we should all fall flat on our face faces for because of how terrible it is. And that's because the second, once you start walking away from sound doctrine and go to foreign influences and false teachers and false teachings, everything becomes just flimsy and loose and and smoke and vapor. And so what it, it says, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and they will be turned aside to fables, which fables is a good word for everything that I just tried to describe, but fables is a better word. You know, fiction. They they will be from truth to fiction to made-up philosophies and ideologies, and, and none of it is based upon reality, but is just unicorns and, and fluffy dust kind of stuff. Um, but it, what does Paul say? So he says, I charge you in verse 1, and we can skip down to say and go right to verse 5, Verse 5, I charge you, but you be watchful in all things. So, I charge you, dot, 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 verse 1. But you be watchful in all things, verse 5. Endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. See, our, when these things happen in the middle through verse 3 and verse 4, our hearts and the things we do does not change. It remains the same. We are to be watchful in all things. In the truth, we are to stay vigilant and um, guarding what is going on in our own lives, in our own walks. If, even if everybody else around us is just straying away, we are to adhere to the sound doctrine that we know and understand from the gospel, from Jesus, and never stray from the confession of Jesus that who he is, what he's done, 
and what he's going to do. Those are the pillars of of living for Christ and for declaring that. And we're to do the, it says, uh, endure inflictions, that there will be afflictions that come. Do the work of an evangelist and fulfill your ministry. Do the work of an evangelist. An evangelist is, it seems, it's gotten a little bit twisted in today's culture. And I feel like it's, it's we're used to seeing people in ties and suits on TV or, or um, in a pulpit, which that is, in some cases, a a place and time for an evangelist that the Lord does use. But evangelism is it's everyday stuff. It's everyday people too. It's it's truth being spoken from somebody to someone else who needs to hear it. That's evangelism. When the gospel goes from one person to another, that's evangelism. And it can be Christian to Christian and Christian to pagan. That's the evang- that's evangelism in, in my mind, that wherever the gospel is preached, that is an evangelist happening. Truth is being declared. So that is fulfilling your ministry, is doing these things. It fulfills, and, and Paul's talking to, to Timothy, but it's to us to fulfill your ministry, which is to testify of the Lord Jesus Christ and to stay uh loyal to that, to be devoted to it entirely, wholly and fully. So I want to jump, I'm running out of time, but I have, this has been so good, I just want to talk about it, but um, I want to jump over to, or jump back, I should say, to 2 Timothy 1, 8 to 12. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share with me in sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began, but has now been revealed by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and brought life and immora- immorality. Strike that has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, to which I was appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles. For this reason, I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep what I have committed to him until that day. Here we have a great example of what Paul's confession is he is not ashamed of the gospel he's telling timothy do not be ashamed of the testimony of our lord the things that jesus came and testified to that is the lord's testimony everything that jesus spoke was truth everything he did was right and righteous and holy and pure and it came from the father and we are to look to that as the ultimate example christ is the ultimate example for us and he goes through talking about the gospel according to the power of God who saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to any of our own works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. That should be highlighted and circled a thousand times in our Bibles because it was it's just a beautiful truth. Um, and I think it's important to know what he's 
all of this is done through Jesus, who appointed him a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher to the Gentiles. And it talks about, for all of all of what he just mentioned, for these things, for this reason, I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I believed, and persuaded that he is able to keep what I've committed to him to the day. Excuse me. And, and is able to keep what I have committed to him until that day. That is so good. Paul suffered many things in his ministry, a ton of appalling, appalling stuff and tortures and just the fact that he endured through all that is just a testimony to the power of Christ and the, the purpose that Jesus had to fulfill in him. And it's amazing how much he suffered. And he says, I am not ashamed of the gospel. And here's his confession. For I know whom I have believed and and he is persuaded. Not only is he confessed, but he is devoted and 100% certain of what he believes. And I am persuaded that he is able to keep what I have committed to him until the day. That the life that Paul has committed to Jesus, Jesus will keep fully intact in him until that day when he returns and Christ glorifies him. Uh, it's at least that's the way that I understand that being, and it's just that little just t- verse twelve succinctly wraps up what the confession of Christ looks like. Um, whew, man, I could go for a long time on that, but I want to quickly also jump over to Hebrews ten before I totally go overboard here, and we'll see. This might be a longer podcast than I was anticipating, but I'm just right now the. It's so good. So, Hebrews 10, and you guys will know this um, passage. It's pretty familiar. Hebrews 10, 19 to 25. I want to read this quick, and then I'll uh, try to wrap it up succinctly. Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he consecrated consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh, and having a high priest... Over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Now we don't I, maybe some person know, but it doesn't seem like anybody really knows who the author of Hebrews is. But this um, is so in line with what Paul just said. And I'm not saying that Paul wrote this other than I feel like the Holy Spirit connected these two for me today as I was reading. And just that they are so similar. That just as what Paul said his confession is, this author is saying something similar that our what our confessions are and what we're waiting for and that we are supposed to have a growing fervor and endurance and um, fortification for what we believe and that we are to draw near to graphs to be holding on to. And we're to do this in boldness, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus. Um, and... 
that Christ has made the way for all of this to happen. This is all about him being the high priest, that he has, he's the sacrifice, he is the mediator, he is also the high priest, and it's all done in and through him, and not by any of us, but we partake in what he has given and done in and through his father. So, um, I just wanted to read that. I, if you guys want to dwell on that and pull apart and pick apart what you want and apply that to your own life, that is a great passage. And I was just stirred by that, especially the let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance that this God and Lord and Savior that we believe in, we should 100% be doing I, I say doing. I, I still haven't figured out a good way to talk about this. But our lives should be built and and being purposefully driven to come close and to draw near with the pure, purity of our heart. And I say purity meaning with the greatest intentions, the best of that we have to offer, which is our entire life. That is the best we have to offer the Lord. It's the only thing that he has given us that we can give back and that is the full surrender and obedience of our lives to him Uh, and to be doing these holding fast the confession of our hope without wavering recognizing that jesus promised and is faithful and that all the promises of christ are faithful and that to be we're looking at we're to be in this day and in the moment, looking at one another as brothers and sisters in Christ and encouraging one another, stirring up love, being, um, oh, I'm looking, there's a word that I want, but I can't think of it. Uh, but you know, to be investing in one another and seeking to create the excitement and the uh, joy and ex- expectation of the Lord returning and that there is work to be done yet, but one day he will return and it is coming soon and it's been coming soon since he died on the cross and rose again and ascended to heaven. All of the generations of Christianity and Christians who love the Lord with their entire being look towards his coming and have a fervor and a zeal to see it come and want their life while it's here on earth to be spent for the best of Christ with as as much time as he is willing to give us. And we look forward to when that time ends and we are reunited with him. So, wow, this is a longer podcast. Um, thank you guys for, for listening. I hope this was encouraging to you and just, um, and just sharing with you with it. Uh, words are failing me at the moment and just sharing this with you today and just reading through this myself Man, I've been so encouraged and um, emboldened to to serve the Lord, and I'm, I'm thankful for uh, all of you partaking in that with me and just and enjoying uh, the Word of God and the truth He has for us. So thank you all for listening. I hope you have a great uh, week, and then I look forward to um, studying this and, and having a third installment for you a week from now. So... Be expectant, and uh, the Lord be with you this week. 
Thank you for listening to War Vessel Radio. If you enjoyed this podcast, please follow and share this podcast with others so the truth of Jesus Christ will continue to spread. Thanks again for listening, and may the love, joy, peace, and grace of Jesus fill you today.